Merry Christmas. Much better that time. And I said it at the chair over there. It was a little like, okay, where does this fit? So I'm going to quote a, a hymn, a beautiful Christmas hymn. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy. T comfort and joy, O oh, tidings of comfort and joy. So I offer you tidings of comfort and joy on this Christmas day. You know, Christmas is not something, we have to make sure we have in our mind that Christmas is not something that just happened 2000 years ago. Christmas is something that is happening right now. It's happening, we're, we're, we're having Christmas. Has it happened to you? Has Christmas happened to you? So I'm gonna tell a story that I heard from Fulton Sheen. Fulton Sheen, a famous Catholic priest and bishop, a, a great orator and teacher. And he tells a story, he was assigned for a while in London. And one Christmas morning as he was unlocking the church, unlocking the church, he opens the big doors in the front and he walks on the porch and what does he discover? but a sleeping woman there who had been out all night drinking. So kind of a half drunk woman sleeping on the front porch of the church. And he says, you know, what are you doing here? And she's like blinking her eyes and waking up and you know, I don't know. She kind of comes to and looks up at him and says, I used to be Catholic. And he asks her again, what are you doing here? Why are you here? She says, I don't know, I don't know. He says, why are you drunk? And he, uh, he commented in there, sometimes it seems men drink because they like to drink. And sometimes women drink because there's something else in life they don't like at all. And she didn't like herself. She had been going with three different men and her house of cards had begun to fall apart. And Bishop Sheen recognized her. She was something of a famous woman. She was a star in a play that was going on there in London. And he said to her, he went and got her a cup of coffee and they talked for a minute. And he said, why don't you come back and talk to me this afternoon? And she said she would come back and talk to him under one condition, that he didn't ask her to go to confession. So he says, okay, I won't ask you to go to confession. She says, no, I'm serious now. Don't, don't be asking me to go to confession. He says, I won't. I won't ask you to go to confession. And so, as, there, as she does actually come back, I would have been a bit skeptical that she would have come back, but she did. And she came back and they were walking through the church. I have to remember how many Catholic churches were for many, many ages. They would have the confessionals on the wall of the church. And they wouldn't have doors like what we have. They would just have curtains on either side and the priest would sit in the middle. And so she walked by one of those curtains and he just shoved her into the confessional, you know? <laughs> just shoved her in there. And so she finds her, her footing in the confessional and, and they have a conversation. And she made a confession. And eventually she became a religious sister now, this woman experienced Christmas that day. You know, Christmas wasn't something that happened 2,000 years ago. Christmas is happening right now. 
Christmas is Christ coming to birth in the world, coming to birth in us, coming to life inside of us. Has that happened to you? Has that happened to you? She said, I used to be Catholic. Christ must be born in us and Christ must remain alive in us. Christ was conceived and brought forth that we too might be born again in a spiritual birth. And in consequence, the evangelist St. John declares the faithful have been born not of blood, not of human desire, not of the will of man, but we have been born of God. I just read that a moment ago in the prologue to John's gospel. So Christ coming to birth in us individually. A few years ago, and a friend of mine called me, a person that I knew before I became a priest, and he is Catholic, and he was having a crisis of faith. He was having a crisis of faith, so what he did, he called me. He called me and he says, you know, Mike, I don't know about all this. I don't get it. And what precipitated his crisis of faith, some of you will remember this, some of you will remember it well. You remember Sandy Hook Elementary School? Y'all remember that? Does that bring to mind a memory for you? So, so, you know, so many children, babies slaughtered. And he just, it just hit him so hard and so deeply. And he was just taken aback by the evil in the world. And he's like, I don't get it. And, and his, his struggle was, you know, peace and joy and Jesus is born and all of those things. And he says, I just don't understand. And, you know, and I, I don't remember exactly what I said to him that day, but as I've reflected on that conversation a number of times and very similar conversations that I've had over and over again in my life as a priest, I says, you know, if we think that there's no death in this world. If we think there's no evil in this world, then we're missing the point. We're missing the point altogether. You see, Jesus's birth was him landing in enemy territory. You know that this is enemy territory. Do you know who the prince of this world is? You know who reigns over this world? Sin and death reign over this world. And so Jesus Christ comes into a world that is taken captive and he comes. It's like the troops. I've heard it said recently. It's like the troops landing on D-Day. Remember the war in Europe and the Nazis had taken over. And so here comes the troops and they land on D-Day and they have to get a foothold. And once they get a foothold into Europe and it's a horrible battle, right? But once they're there. The victory is at hand. The war essentially is over, but the battle rages. That's the situation that we're in right now. God has won, but the battle rages. Christ must be born in us, and we know we are here. We're here, if you will, we still recognize. And if we don't recognize this, let me say, like I would have said to my friend, I would have said, you're missing the point. Christ has come to save us out of this mess. Christ has got to be born in us, that we have a new life in us, that we are not home, 
You know, we dress up. You know, I have the nativity scene over there and it's surrounded by poinsettias and we have the angels up on the side of it. I said last night when it was storming and raining, I said, you know what it was like for Jesus to be born in that, in that situation? I said, why don't you go out to your dog's house tonight and crawl in that? You see, we can make it romantic. Jesus is a, a, a soldier who's landing on the shore of enemy territory. And he comes and he comes to gather us up and he comes to marshal the troops and he comes to call us into the battle that is surely won. And we have won and the victory is ours and it is at hand and we've been rescued out of this. We are summoned to life. We are called to seek him to seek and we will find, to knock and the door will be open. You know, on the day that our Lord was born, the shepherds were in the field and the angels appeared and said, go, go to Bethlehem and you will find him sleeping in the manger. And they went and they found him immediately. But we also know of the wise men, right? We know of the wise men and where are they on Christmas morning? They're on their way, they're searching. It's a long journey fraught with difficulties and challenges and patience. And we're all on our way to find our Lord that Christ would be born in us. Christmas is a day of great hope. It's a great day of renewal. Without understanding the circumstances of the world in which we live, we will miss the point of Christmas. Christmas will become about presents and about cookies and about decorations, but it's about victory. That's what it's about. It's about our Lord coming in the midst of the darkness where there is a war in Israel, where there is a war in Ukraine, where there is slaughter of the innocents. And we're all too familiar with these things, but Christ has won. And he is born on Christmas Day in joy to the world. God rest ye merry, gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Christ our Savior born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, tidings of comfort and joy. But don't be naive. Don't be naive. Don't think the battle's done. Christ our Savior has born, our general has landed, our king is here. And so we, my brothers and sisters, we are called into this place. Christ, Christmas, it's not something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's happening right now. Right now. And so Christ must be born in us. This tiny baby. I want you to I hope you all, I hope and I hope and I hope you all have a little nativity scene in your home. If you don't have one, use one of your gift cards and go get one. Because Christmas is just beginning. Don't put your Christmas tree out yet. It's just starting. The Christmas season has just begun. So get yourself a nativity scene if you don't have one and put the baby Jesus someplace. And I want you to spend some time meditating on the baby Jesus. Why did he come as a babe? Why does he sit in this manger? Why is he there with the animals in the filth? 
Why is he there? So humble, right? And tiny. Last night I was given this sermon. There was on this first row a little baby, like couldn't have been weeks old. I said, just look at look at a baby. Why does that's Jesus? This is what we celebrate today. Why did Jesus come as a little tiny baby? This great warrior king I'm telling you about. You know, sometimes people are afraid of God. And I know fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But we're really not supposed to be afraid of God. We're supposed to feel ourselves drawn to him. And he comes as this tiny baby. And we gather there and we ponder his humility. We ponder the humility of Jesus. This tiny baby we come to, laid in a manger in this food trough of the animals in the city of Bethlehem, the house of bread. And why did he take this body? He comes to us as one of us. But we also remember, he says, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body given for you. We seek this child. Not as Herod sought the child. Why did Herod seek the child? You know why Herod sought the child, right? We don't seek this child as Beelzebub or Luther or Lucifer, I should say, not as the dragon. All of you that came to mass on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, you probably heard this reading, but I'm gonna read this reading again on Christmas morning to you. A great sign appeared in the heaven, a woman clothed the sun, the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant. She cried out in pain. She was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and 10 horns and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the sky, stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. And the dragon stood in front of the woman about to give birth so that it may devour her child the moment it was born. So Satan seeks this child. And Herod seeks this child, but they seek this child to try to snuff out its life. We seek this child to bring our treasure, our incense and our frankincense and our gold and bow our knee before him. And Satan comes and he discovers this child and he takes the bait, right? And this child, has taken all of the sins, all of the sins of the world upon himself and takes that body that we adore in that crib and lets it be nailed to the cross and rescues us. My brothers and sisters, you know, glad tidings of comfort and joy. It's a joyful day. It's a day of victory. It's a day of Christmas. It's a day for us to remember that Christ is born, but he must be born in us, right? Christian, you, I know your name's not Christian, but that's your title. Christian, 
Christian, remember your dignity and how you now share in God's own nature. Do not return to your sinful life. Do not return to your base condition. Bear in mind who you are, of whose body you are a member. Don't forget that you have been rescued from the power of darkness and brought into the light of God's kingdom. Do not forget the sacrament of baptism and that you have become a temple of the Holy Spirit. Do not drive away so great a guest, but remember who you are. Remember the Christmas day. Remember that Christ is born in you and we rejoice this day. We rejoice this day. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Tidings of comfort and joy, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, Christmas was not something that happened 2000 years ago. It's not something that's a big deal because of presents and cookies and all of that. As good as that stuff is, I thought all wonderful stuff, right? But it's because we celebrate our king landing on enemy territory. And the victory, telling you the victory is at hand, right? Not something that happened, something that is happening right now. Has it happened in you? Thank you.